when we get to see that we were a portion of what we see happening in other people, uh, it, it keeps us very happy <laughs> and, mm. and keeps moving forward more motivated. Uh, it reinforces, confirms for us. So I'm, I'm really happy. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's part of our work. Ah, awesome. Yeah, and, and you know, it doesn't always need to be um, something that's in the material plane necessarily. So it's not even that uh, you have something physical around you right now that uh, your business creation portion. It's who you are in an, on an energetic level. So on an energetic level, from the spaces that I've worked with you a few times in before. Um, mm -hmm. So right now, and it's very nice to sometimes not see someone uh, for a period of time because you, you know, get that those senses of the shift in there. And um, once when you see someone who's gone from a place of uh, ungrounded feeling and a little instability and their dialogue is in a space and of course this is where us healers work all the time who do this part mm -hmm. of the work and um you know because you've been there before that you can be part of helping them to connect to that new vision yeah as long as they take action they're going to move there and the difference in the energy feel is just okay it's just happy right away so yeah. Okay. seeing you in the, this new light, if you want to put it in, in, in a cliche term, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is a truth, is um, very nice. So I'm happy for you. And I'm Oops. just glad that you reached out and um, we'll have an opportunity to do more of this together. Yeah. yeah. Good timing. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited because, uh, yeah, well, uh, well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I'm really, really excited to... Uh, pick your brain and, and, and get to know a bit more about, uh, you know, what it is that you do, um, you know, and, and again, this is all um, whether or not, you know, depending on what, how the conversation flows and what you want to speak about as well. But, um, you know, understanding a bit more about your story um, and, and getting to share that with people as well, as well as um, talk about, you know, a lot of the services that you, you've, uh, you offer, not just the ones that we've done together, there might be other things that I'm unaware of. So, um, that's, I, I guess, what I was really hoping to do today. And I don't know exactly if there was anything in particular that you wanted to do as well, but more than happy to see how we can collaborate as much as possible in this conversation. Okay, that sounds perfect. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I would guess that when we started working together um, in um, about uh, probably a year and a half ago, um, yeah, exactly a year and a half ago. And, from that time, yeah, I don't think we've had a chance for me to sit down and say, well, this is how I got here. <laughs> I think we just came in and started at uh, what level of work was I at. And so when I was like in the range of age between 17 uh, to 18 and a half approximately, um, mm -hmm. I didn't realize at that time uh, completely non-spiritual living in a sense there was no uh, background environment that was moving me towards understanding that level other than my mother's occasional intuitive moments. And then she would talk about her intuition that her mother also had. But I didn't realize in the background was a molesting incident uh, 
from a pedophile grandfather who happened to be also the chief of police in Minnesota. So mm. he was, um, and of course, this was when I was in an infant, but I didn't realize those programs, those traumas, those mind patterns, uh, that inner dialogue about self had taken place. So it's 17 to 18 uh, with not really any guidance coming from my family other than a father that I loved who pretty much taught me that if, what you should do is go out and party and have fun and get married and work. And, and he had a lot of heart in that. Um, yeah. And I was Thank close you. to my father. But at the same time, um, that's where I first went out and tried to discover life in that time. So that led me into drinking and uh, using drugs like uh, mescaline and acid at the time. So uh, I'm, I'm sitting in the bar uh, drinking and it's starting to come to me all of a sudden, but I hadn't put it together at that time that I was having uh, probably a type of, you know, uh, Kundalini experiences while I was on some of these um, acid trips or you know mescaline trips and at that time it wasn't a guided journey it was you know a drug use for recreation so it was very different but in the back of my mind what was coming to me very easily was that if I could find this space that was so different than true reality uh, on using the mescaline, peyote, etc., then I could find it off the drugs also. And I started, and it was probably awakening process that was happening, I started to think, you know, um, I, I'm, I need to move someplace else, I need to go somewhere. And, and clear as, you know, day I remember it, I got up from the bar and I turned around and a woman who was in the bar, she was the, this very attractive, sweet lady, her name was Sherry, I think. And uh, she was the girlfriend of a man in the bar who was like one of the biggest partiers in the bar. And she stopped me and looked me right in the eye and said, Cindy, you don't belong here. <laughs> and, it was, and it was spirit to spirit there. And I, I literally responded with, I know, but I don't know where I belong. So mm -hmm. that was my first um, and it wasn't the very first intuitive type spacer that would lead me into this. But from that point, I had somehow experienced a Kundalini experience during one of those um, peyote trips. And I decided just to leave that partying lifestyle. And I went to completely the opposite side of the spectrum. And uh, yeah. I studied karate, got myself a degree in teaching physical education. But as time went on, I kind of went a little bit backwards. So okay. life got heavy, and it's common with Kundalini experiences. You fall out of it. So go ahead to 1995. I'm just coming into um, a condo, uh, a new condo that I'm living in, and I'm reading a spiritual book. It's starting to come back to me, and the book says, if you want your spiritual guidance in your life, then um, you need to give permission for this part of you to be engaged. So I pack up my book, go out on my balcony, and I'm laying in the sun. I, I, I read the mantra, and I put the book down, and I have a very big Kundalini experience, bam, right there. Okay. So at that point, I was completely different. I, I, everything 
about what was thinking in my head was how did this world get into the space that it's in? Um, what, what were the circumstances? How does intuition work that I've seen my mother do knowing that she should go to bingo this night because she's going to win, et cetera, and then she does. Um, I wanted to understand it more. Mm. Uh, how, how did, what, why is the reason there's so many religious fights, et cetera, et cetera. So we're, again, we're going back to, you know, uh, nearly 40 years back. So this was, you know, my beginnings. I'm kind of came in on the early indigo wave that came in. Okay. And yeah. from there on then, I was completely different. There was a presence in the Kundalini experience. I had done some energy work already with um, understanding cranial sacral and a little bit of Reiki, cranial sacral manipulation, a little bit of Reiki. But this yeah. was enormous in vibrations. So I, I literally thought, oh my gosh, I just willed myself to die. <laughs> and I'm, I'm leaving here because that's the sensation of that, that openness. Um, but I went with it and I thought it was probably just a drug flashback. So I was like, okay, cool, we'll just write this out. And there was a presence there that was saying, if you just keep doing what you're doing, I will take care of you. That's what I was reading out of it. So I was a completely different person after that. Had heightened Kundalini, didn't know that was really what was taking place. I just was going to follow with it. Yeah. So I studied, studied, studied um, from you know the time I, any free time, I was studying as much as I could. History, um, we didn't have the internet right back then. So it was um, a history channel at first and then books. So I got into dream analysis, numerology, eventually emotional freedom technique. Um, having been um, molested by a high level person in society, um, pedophile which I started to discover during this time, it was started to come up in dreams, et cetera, and people that I met were you know, helping me along the way. And um, also, I also got into conspiracy theories and seeing what's in the background. So people with an experience and infant where uh, or childhood anywhere where you've had the experience of knowing that there's a different energy behind the scenes that sort of predisposes you to that and then I saw that within my numerology and numbers and everything and so fast forward to right now I haven't stopped studying since then um, wow. taken a lot of detours uh, sometimes a little less studying, but when you're not studying, you know, course material, you are studying life. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. exactly. I think um, one of the best things that I bring to the table in my work, which ended up, which ended up all kind of uh, coming together in what I call the C technique, EFT plus, and C stands for Source Energy Epiphanies, um, is that I because I have a lot of inner witnesses and what I reference is a witness like my inner motherboard, my inner computer board, from having so many different diverse experiences that I um, moved myself through and took on, you know, as patterns in this lifetime, um, it helps me a lot with my clients. So yeah. everything I can recognize within people uh, which is my, my heightened skill level, is to recognize mental emotional patterns within people that are their old traumas talking to them. 
So it's their their dialogue that has come out of that wounded space. And because I've, one, been able to overcome and release myself from my own personal dialogues, um, I've become a very good empathic healer who's able to, when I sit with someone and they're in front of me and my chakras begin to align with theirs, I'm starting in their permission. They've asked me to come in and I start, I move myself into my no fear space. I start to become a more coherent energy field and then I'm getting pings off of the person uh, per how, where there are blocks in their body. So I'm doing my Reiki part right there. Um, and then uh, as I'm communicating with them and asking certain questions in the first sessions that I do with people, I'm asking according to seeking the mind patterns within them that, are, that they're stuck at from usually a childhood pattern of a misconception, a misunderstanding, a trauma fear, etc. And so as I continue to talk with them in session, I'm literally using a dialogue, offering a new pattern of thinking and literally helping them to focus to go into their own energy field and feel the difference of when they've said one statement and I use a neutralizing affirmational type statement like we do in an emotional freedom technique, what, what happens to their energy field? And then as an empath, because I'm connected to them, when a black opens up and I say, oh, you, you just open, say, in your chest area or your throat chakra, and they're like, yes, yes. Yeah. So what that does is that starts to bring their consciousness into the awareness so they're going they're tuning in to their energy field and that's one of my favorite parts um you know the work i do is that it helps people to catch the inner dialogue to assess what some inner dialogue that they weren't conscious of is running under their radar and then to also remember what it feels like to erase that dialogue, to override it with the truth, not just an affirmation that neutralizes it, but with the truth. Mm, yes, so, yes. So that is, that is the basis of um, what I rolled into um, and what I call the C technique and emotional freedom um, plus in there is that uh, also, before a client comes, I ask for their uh, birth date and their name on their birth certificate, and I pull yep. up their numerology chart, you know, like we did, and um, I'm able to, first of all, get an energy story from their numerology chart. So yep. I look at that energy story, and that energy story is playing out in the information they just gave me. Yeah. So yeah. that... And from working with that, now the beautiful part about that is that everyone, you, most of the time when you first meet people and you're introducing these concepts to them, people compare themselves to other people. Well, why am I not doing that? Or I'm a failure because I'm not doing it that way. I'm a failure because I'm not doing it that way, that way, or that person. 
And when they see on paper that they chose these particular patterns and that's what, why they are different from other people, it helps them to forgive themselves and it, it helps them to stop comparing. And that's, that's also significant to me, to help people realize that they chose this set of circumstances, no matter what it's looking like here, because this is their best opportunity for the most optimal growth they could ever do. And I, I think that about every lifetime anyone comes into. So no matter where they're at, it's your optimal opportunity. And by the time you go around the board, you know, whatever it is, several times, et cetera, et cetera, you play the games, you can come back and do it again if you want to. So yeah. there's, there's no judgment on, on any place where someone is at, but for people to understand that what they chose, the womb that they chose to, to incarnate into is specific for them. They had reasonings, they had choices for being there. Whether that was conscious or unconscious, they're still there for an energetic reason that, that was previous to them coming here. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense for sure. For sure. Um, that was, that was beautiful, Cindy, you've really broken down so much and you know, you've given a lot of context about how you came into different things and your experiences with them. Um, just for the recording, like I'd love to you know, definitely go on to say, you know, with our experience that we had together when we had our session, that was the most comprehensive session or one of the most comprehensive, comprehensive sessions I've ever had with any healer or anybody that I've worked with. Um, I've had some experiences with intuitive healing before, especially distance work. And yours was one of the very first times where I could feel somebody in my energy space and those, you know, and, and feel, you know, whenever you would mention something, I would, you know, I, everything that you said would ring true pretty much. And with some other particular healers that would tap into my energy field, like there were times where they would get things right, but there were times where I wouldn't necessarily agree with what they were saying. Whereas with you, it was almost like I could feel your presence within me. And it was a very beautiful um, aspect of the session that we did together. Um, you started talking on numerology and it was actually our session, which was the first time that I had ever really experienced numerology. And since then, it's actually been quite a big uh, interest of mine, you know, understanding our numerology, um, you know, with your, with the reading that I had done with Cindy, um, there was a report that came with it that was, that is extremely um, in detail and it goes through like on a month to month basis, the different cycles that we're in and what, what's happening with those. And that was probably the first time that I had realized that numerology could be even be broken down into, into that aspect as well, which, you know, looking back on it now, it makes sense because that's the same thing that you would do with something like the Zodiac as well. Mm -hmm. um, you, you've, you've come to create this C technique right now, which, you know, I've experienced parts of it, or I, I'm not, I haven't experienced anything like the dream analysis just yet, but um, with your technique and how you're, how you're packaging right now, like that's something that I'm very excited to share with, with, with people that are interested in, in moving and working with people that are, you know, very experienced in this field. <clears throat> um, I guess the next question I really want to ask you is, it, it's definitely starting from a space of, you know, the numerology and how you're finding that's going to be, you know, how much of a part does that play with everything? And I haven't actually experienced anything with the dream analysis 
uh, as well. Is there anything that you wanted to touch on with, with that? Or is there anything else that you'd like to mention that you haven't um, yet with your company or with your technique? Okay. Um, and first of all, thank you very much. That was, that was super sweet. And I really appreciate that love, Josefa. That, that was beautiful. Um, uh, uh, secondly here, I'm really happy that you enjoy the numerology. I absolutely um, fell in love with numerology immediately uh, and studied about probably five different people's systems over the course of time uh, that I uh, was doing way back in the day, handwritten, hand calculated charts for people um, and correlating information together. And I've, um, I'm, when I say I love numerology, that there, you know, it, there's a little voice that pops into my head and said, well, you have to explain that a little bit more. <laughs> and, uh, and what I love the fact that you can understand yourself and some of your choices that you have made um, as a consciousness in other spaces in that are the reasons for bringing you to this particular set of circumstances that is on this, and I'm gonna say one piece of paper, meaning that there is a chart with a bunch of numbers on it, and I basically work from that chart, first of all, and correlate it together like it's a written story. So the numbers are just codes, and they're in different places, they have different emphases on meanings. You're basically achieving the exact same information that you would from astrology it's just looking at it from a different perspective so and what's beautiful is that you can unite all the systems together and you'll get a little bit more additional information i do put a little bit of i'm not sure if calling it a disclaimer is the best thing to say on the information when someone i work with hands to coses computer data that I sent you. Now that computer data was correlated, one, because there's an understanding of the numbers in general. Uh, every number, as far as if you're looking at characteristics, has an assigned characteristic. One is this, two is that, three is blah, 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 down the line. And then also with numbers, they are calculating a sequence of creations. So you have to have one before two, before three, etc. So it's also a time frame and it's a level of development of whatever you're doing. Yes. Um, but considering that, we should always look at this type of information and this is these are only my personal feelings about it. Sometimes we get a little bit too stuck in the literal mental plane written programs that are on the paper and we don't loosely see what's written there as simply energetic choices that we made in other lifetime spaces yeah yeah or they are even historical genetic ancestral spaces on paper and yes. and their choices we made 
already. And the choices to me come from story. So story is very interesting to me. It's, I think it's the most primary reason that we move is because we enjoy the story. We literally are always placing ourselves in a story somewhere. So when I look at numbers on the paper, they, I prefer to translate them into seeing the stories that are running and ongoing, um, yeah. how someone fits them into a story. And, and what I want to do for that is give an example that, and, and go back to what I was going to finish on, is that the computer data is based on how people have been expressing the energies of these numbers. So it's a correlated data. Hans did a whole lot of different um, reports for people and said, oh, this is how people are using it. Mm -hmm. What I tended to see sometimes was that there was a higher spiritual level that you could read it on. So when I do, for example, my work with people and I read their chart, I read also on a multidimensional level for them. So I prefer to read a little less restricted to the computer data. I have seen computer data overwhelm people. I have seen people address all of their life according to a mental program from something they've heard about. Oh, you're doing that because you're a blah, blah, blah. You're doing that because you're a blah, blah, blah. Mm. In my book, they're doing it because their story is connected to that energy. You okay. see what I mean? Yep. And, and that's what's important to me. So I prefer to look at the consciousness story that's there, the energetic experience of it, etc. And a lot of times, let's say, for example, in a chart, someone has what's called the number 16, which is reduced down to a 7. And that's basically the same as the tower in the tarot. So in the tower, you have the scenario of the um, building where lightning bolt is hitting the building and two people are jumping out. So uh, if you read up the description of it, okay, 16 is a karmic debt number, they call it um, in some programs, a karmic debt. And it means that... Uh, you will have, according to on paper, you will have hard experiences happening to you because the universe is going to assist you in coming out of the bad choices that you are making. So it will be the dark night of the soul. Yeah. When people read that and they're having a good time in life, they don't want to see ahead that they have the dark night of the soul coming up. <laughs> and. And so you, know, you have to be very careful. And, and if you, if for instance, I have a very sensitive person that I'm working with, um, you know, you want to help them. I have, I have one woman who has um, quite a bit of that number in her chart. And yet the truth of it is, it's that it's a, it's also a karmic victimhood memory. It's just a memory. It's a repeating of a habit not it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to repeat again because if you've completed a lesson with something in one place in your chart it, it's not going to happen in the future again on the level it would because you've already worked with it so there's a lot to be said for someone interpreting with a very intuitive space of looking into someone's energy field and deciding helping them to determine where are they at in that lesson, in that yeah. karmic repetition. And truthfully, 
the dark nights of the soul are the best places where people have decided to come in to the dark levels of themselves in this most optimal time of the end of the you know uh, age here and clear these programs out you know and go go on on with a much clearer energy field in what I call a more free creation space so you know people come in and I always tell them okay here goes my awkward awkward moment I'm all excited because you have a lot on your plate <laughs> You know, and I say, forgive me for smiling right now. And um, and this just happened last week with with a woman that I was working with, and and we were laughing over it. And literally by the end of a two and a half hour first class that I did with her, she was already smiling and very happy, and had realized that she was carrying this uh, mind pattern inside her that really wasn't even hers for many years already. Um, and I always tell people when you have those aha moments that you realize that something's confining you or you've worked with it for a long time without knowing that you could be freed from it, I always say, these are my favorite three words. That was interesting. Mm. <laughs> and let it go. Um, yeah. so, so we work in a field and work in a field with people of it doesn't matter in the infinite big story what you're working on in any lifetime it just doesn't matter we're talking about infinity we're immortal beings and um it's all about coming out of the shame blame the com competitiveness and the comparing to any what anyone else is doing our secrets are in our inner energy stories and then so yes i use numerology to help with the foundational energies um, as you saw on the chart, like you said, you could go into the month. So basically, that's the wheel within the wheel within the wheel within the wheel. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can see those big cycles. And then um, in numerology, I'm able to kind of correlate and, and see. Um, I have a, a little bit of a skill level that I didn't understand that's coming a little bit more, more into my awareness level is that when I connect into someone's energy field, um, I, I get pings on them. So uh, I'm using a lot of different senses that are just coming to more of my awareness, but I'm able to see future patterns that they're still maybe stuck in and they got detoured off or they're repeating uh, a habitual pattern from lifetime to lifetime. So okay. I'm able to help people um, understand that some significant choice places that they're making are are have them stuck in an old place um you know for instance you know and this didn't happen with you in your case but the shift that you made into that visual experience that i saw for you you made that shift and had it i only helped you to find it because you allowed me to go into your energy field and and see that Okay, so I just brought it to your awareness. And remember, I was saying, you know, when I can see it clear, and I ask myself again, to look at it again, and I see it clear, it's possible. But you yeah. have to continue to do the work and take the action and manage the mental emotional space to get there. So yeah. um, that's, that's the beauty of working with it. I'm opening it up to people these potentials. And once they have um, I just particularly like the space that I found in working like everyone does. It's very good if you can find your particular skill that you like to work with. 
And in finding it then, um, when I can offer that to another person, once they have this, um, the basic understanding of it, this mm. emotional freedom technique functioning the way that I teach it and open people up through the feeling perceptions, etc. Um, they can they can come back to it. Just it's like riding a bike. You found balance again, and you can find it again. So then you can apply it to um, any area of your life whatsoever. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And you know, as you were actually talking about seeing, you know, when you had that vision with me when we were when we were holding space together. I will kind of tap back into that myself. And I think it was only a couple of weeks after we had spoke that uh, one thing that we talked about actually came to fruition. <laughs> oh. I'm only realizing this now. And I think that had to do with you mentioning that I would be with the partner and we would be in a kitchen together. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I think that happened very shortly after we um, spoke on the phone, but I completely forgot about that until now. <laughs> Oh, okay. Very good. And that's how it happens. So in communicating about it, we began because we already have established more coherent energy fields, even in talking together right now. And that's an energy travel to that space. And then the memory comes up from it. Very good. Those are the epiphanies, the ahas, the spaces yes. that I love, you know, bringing people to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, definitely I've experienced many of those with working with you for sure, for sure. Um, well, I kind of wanted to get a bit of an idea, Cindy, because this would be something that'd be great to have as a recording for, for you know, for both of us. Um, but, you know, you mentioned your first classes when you start to work with people and, you know, you know, you show people exactly how, how deep it is, you know, into uncovering our stories and, and, you know, working through those stories to get rid of those karmic debts or, you know, moving on from those lessons that we we can move on from. Um, do you feel that there's a very simple way to describe the process for, you know, cleansing through that? Because, you know, to put some more context into this, this question, um, me and Cindy, well, I actually connected with Cindy originally after uh, through a friend of mine, Joey, mm -hmm. and with Joey and, and uh, Cindy and I, what we've talked about a lot or, you know, together we're very interested in holistic health and, you know, a lot of the diet, diet changes, and the cleansing that needs to be done as well to clean the body. And, you know, these are continual processes and I'm not going to lie that I'm definitely in a space now where I'm going to have to revisit that. Um, but, you know, I guess incorporating all the different aspects, Cindy, do you have kind of like a very simple form that you feel is a very good structure for anybody that's new to this to kind of follow, uh, you know, when they're beginning their work on themselves to get, you know, working through their karmic stories and other things like that. Um, I let's see to put it in a simple place of beginning. Mm -hmm. simple, simple at first means intention. So the most simple and most basic is that you have made or are in the process of making the intention and the desire for change. And that that's the simplest right there. Okay. Yeah. Two is the basic understanding that that focus and intention that you place on your desire to um, move from one set of 
uh, repeating behaviors that are causing blocks, unhappiness in your life, to another uh, set of experiences has to begin, first of all, with that choice. And until you make that choice, um, it, the process is not going to begin, which is the reason why, in many cases, it's not, uh, and it's not basically happening within a healy, healer, healy type situation recipient um, when I'm working with people, but let's say with friends or family members, mm -hmm. and we know we could be helping them, but they're not um, interested in the advice or information at that time. Yeah, yeah. This, and I look at that as they require their own research into their dark night of the soul and they're entitled to it. Yeah. What happens with closer relationships is that it's difficult to see someone hurting and not wanting to improve themselves it becomes especially difficult for someone like myself and being a strong empath to be able to determine what kinds of experiences they're going they're setting up and they're in alignment with unless they start to change a course of action but nonetheless they need those experiences so um the intention to heal may come even after someone has experienced or, um, a very lost space and harsh circumstances for what they're working with. So third, once someone is in that place, the first thing that starts to happen when we start to address change in our life is that we tend to think of the solution to the problem based on our memories that are our inner board of um in a sense they're almost are there are they come from sometimes misconceptions misunderstandings our our false impressions from stuff that happened or our very limited belief systems okay someone attempts to frame their potential for change according to experiences that they've already had up until that point when they're deciding. Yeah. So at that point, and that's where if you're going to do it for yourself in, in a space, understand the lot of your preconceptions that you already have, your beliefs, etc., may be limiting your space of creation. So a lot of the work that I end up doing with people is teaching them to discover the limitations in their beliefs. And they're, they're there. They're, there are many, many, many limitations. Um, yes. People don't understand that they're framing their potential to change based on a limitation because of a memory from the past. Those are the things that generally elude our our awareness level I, as i said i call them they're running under our radar and they happen very quickly and someone will say well i can't do that because you know this is probably going to happen and oh but that's probably going to happen why because it happened before so we are usually afraid to move forward and open up the total potential of where 
I'm going to say limitless to a certain degree because it's just expansive enough that anything can happen, but obviously um, a bucket of money is not going to drop out of the sky, et cetera, if someone needs money in a space. But limitless still means there may be a different course of action that they would be on that, that would lead them to that bucket of money, okay? So a reasonable set of limitless circumstances to happen. And when you place it in the right frame of mind, so what I'm doing in a session with people and what they can do for themselves then is to eliminate, erase, and repostulate these false misunderstandings, these limited beliefs. And, and I, that they're all over the place. Uh, someone yeah. will say, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to um, be with that person or that type of person because, uh, you know, Virgos are OCD, you know, um, which was a funny conversation I was having with a friend. And I, and I said, uh, oh, I wish I, I had a life partner that loved to clean house, you know, and she said, oh, no, he'll be OCD, you know, we were laughing about it, I said, no, no, and she said, well, get a Virgo, you know, they like, they like to work a lot, you know, because I was like, it'd be nice to have a partner that like to clean house, too, so I could, could, could share the house cleaning, you know, and, but basically, the having, you know, there was a conception in there that have um, uh, males who like to clean a lot would be OCD, <laughs> <laughs> and and so we had to we kind of erase that entanglement and those little things like that are happening in our minds all the time and yeah. we're not aware of them so loosening ourselves and what do we do when we loosen the hold that those limiting beliefs have because all those limiting beliefs have lowered our energy so much that we don't want to walk forward mm. we don't even want to tackle it because we already set up that we're going to fall so in a sense of what uh, an emotional freedom technique type of reference does is you are neutralizing those, you are rewriting them, you are reverse engineering them, you're disentangling yourself from those misconceptions. And then when you sit in a space of coherency, because you have told those mind patterns, get out of my head, I just want to sit with love, and allow love to show me what the right thing is to do. I allow love to take the reins here and improve this situation, move me forward. I allow, you know, whatever it was that a person wanted, let's say someone has a misconception that they could never get that great job. I allow the perfect job for me. Mm -hmm. I, I, I accept the increase in finances. Very simple spaces. I'm not particular to forcing any language that locks anyone into an experience or attempts control. Uh, I'm uh, to to persuade, etc. None of that type of language. All language with creation has to be um, very open at its highest level for mm -hmm. simply the best optimal love situation to take place to move me forward. Sometimes it's as simple as of a person sitting down and saying, I don't know the answer to this, but I allow my higher self to move me forward. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, the tricky part is when you say that to yourself, is there any part of your inner self that rebuttals it? 
Is there any part of your inner energy field that that flies in and says, oh no, oh no, you can't, no because of this or that. Those are the mind prep programs that you still need, you can do, I'm not gonna say the word need is too heavy here, but if you remove those from your energy field, you open up one of the purest creation spaces possible. I've worked with people in this space so I assume a coherent energy space, and then when the, the person's energy field starts to become more, co more coherent, there's an echo in the room. So the pressure in the room is changed from the coherency. When you make very loving, positive statements of acceptance of love and improvement into that space, it's very high creation space. I've watched people change and shift their entire experience in a matter of three weeks. I had one woman that I was working with for three sessions. She had been in counseling for three years. In three sessions, she sold a home she wasn't able to, and she improved all her family relationships around her. Her father ended up offering her the money for a new house, and they moved in. She moved into her dream house. Wow. And wow. it was a matter of finding the blocks in there that weren't allowing it. And I'm not going to say that the timeliness wasn't her timeliness because she was ready for that, but the I was able to deliver what she was needing and she utilized it very well. That's, that's verbatim as it happened. I was stunned. That, that one surprised me. It was, it was such an enormous shift. And you can, as you said, you can feel it because you are literally changing timeline tracks. And I'm not going to say it's a permanent change because you still have to stay on that track, but you are shifting timeline tracks as, as you're working. So those little points can be done by yourself. If someone is not having a, a super deep emotional depressive state, uh, they can work with these techniques already on their own like that. If someone is very down already, sometimes they need someone who can assist with finding them in that space, meeting them there. And what I hold is that I don't have any fear for that individual because I've been seated where they're sitting. I've mm -hmm. been there before in that despair, in that deep place. And I know that I experienced the process of leaving it and allowed um, universal forces in a sense that, um, you know, that's God's source space to come in and realign me with, with positivity by choice. Um, so that space then may need a little assistance, but that's it in its simplicity. And I just want to say that, um, you know, uh, and as a, another level of understanding, um, we're both aware right now in, in our fields as we're working that it's not all about the love and food food space. And, and that's why I never mind in a sense, you know, when, when um, even people feel like they're burdening me sometimes um, with their stories and that, and, and I have to tell them, Oh, please don't feel burdened. You know, th this is, this is where my joy space is to help you unravel it, you know, but let me give you an example. What I was going to say is that, Yep. Let's say someone's in a relationship, they don't know um, whether they're supposed to be in it or not, 
as healers and here when I work I do not make decisions for people ever I do not tell them what they're supposed to do on any level whatsoever I help them understand this themselves more and say someone um, and I'll tell them that if you're feeling brave enough to say the words about this relationship that in a sense I choose loving beautiful relationships in my life that that is my choice now if someone's not in a loving relationship that's going to shift with them they may be going through a separation after that so we're not talking about the direction of of healing here that it's always a save save something it's literally about alignment that may mean there's some work to go through I do not make that decision. I let them make that decision. Even if someone wants to stay in that space, as I was saying earlier, for a while longer, that's important to them. They have to stay in that space. So that's the process overall. And, and I, I would say maybe that's the best way to put it in its simplicity is catching that inner dialogue that's keeping you from moving forward and allowing your your imagination to come in with new ideas because when you do that um it's amazing all of a sudden you know i'm here earlier as i was saying with the printer i have a class after this so i needed this new ink to work but it wasn't working and it was so i stayed calm even though there was a little bit of oh that guy at the space he was even trying to sell me more and his goods aren't good here you know but i'm like okay but don't panic just stay cool okay let it go and i and in that time then when you relax in the stress yes i thought now i'm not very technical but all of a sudden i it's i said oh well just keep trying it again so take it out put it back in no matter how many times it it takes when you and, and and it ended up working so those little things because i know in the past i might have panicked and said it's not going to work i'm just going to bring it back and blah, blah 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 i was the mean monster over it all but when and i've, I've noticed continuance of the more that i don't respond with um a hyper state um, a PTSD state, you know, which takes time in many cases to release these old responses. Um, then suddenly these uh, different events happen where ideas come into my head and I go, how did I think that? You know? <laughs> it's the magic space. You open up the magic space. So, you know, the idea in this work is open up the magic space. It's there. Yeah, I love that. And I love the way that you really broke down that process too. That was very beautifully put. I know that was a big question to, to break down. And I guess I didn't give too much context, um, you know, but the way that you broke it down definitely for sure is, uh, I think that was great. Um, and I, I love the way that you just gave the analogy of um, sending yourself love and, uh, you know, just waiting to see if you have any energy that flies in there to kind of give you cut some kind of rebuttal and that being a good kind of indicator to knowing how much um, deprogramming that we all each need to individually go through with that process that we're still on. Um, I've got, I've got a very big uh, project in mind that I'm looking to, to do. And in the next few months where I actually want to go somewhere close to 30 days without food, solid food um, to do some kind of liquid cleanse, because I do feel like I'm in a space where I do need to go back through the filters and clean the body. Up. But I want to also incorporate 
not just the practice of the diet and, and uh, you know, some other breathing practices during this time. Also, obviously, um, a lot of the emotional freeing techniques and to change the narratives um, because, you know, from my understanding, coupling um, the fast and the cleanse in the physical sense with, you know, staying on top of these mental programs and these stories that keep running aligned, that can be one of the most potent ways to be able to, you know, really knit or, you know, to, sh to show all these programs really quickly and then for us to have the ability to work through them. Um, is that something that you've um, experimented with? I'm, I'm sure you've done that in your own space, um, but I, I don't know if there's anything that you and Joey particularly have worked with in that. I know this is kind of a, a different tangent with the, uh, with the um, question, Cindy, but um, it's something that I've just been really interested in lately in um, combining the two. Oh, sure. No. Um, yeah, the course that I'm teaching right now is uh, uh, emotional freedom technique for weight loss. So I teach a workshop that's... Uh, four sessions over a month's time meeting once a week. And um, so we're applying it to the level of our eating patterns, um, any blocks that we have, uh, limited beliefs. Again, those memories from the past of, of doing um, or attempting to move forward. And of course, in, in applying it, uh, when I first work with someone, say, and we're working with a weight loss situation, same would be you're attempting to improve your health. Um, when I would first work with the situation, we would look at there are two different sets. One, there may be a wound space that we could um, have come up during the time that you're attempting to work with, or say we're gonna sit down and think about what kind of affirmations uh, might be applied during this time frame to um, keep the system moving forward for you and mm -hmm. stay with your, your choices. So we could do a set of affirmations to begin that were one, just a simple step of your choosing this, um, you're allowing the experience, uh, you're aware that there are going to be challenges and you're choosing to overcome the challenges. And, and what we do is right in previous to even going in, uh, you can suggest, you can create different suggestions you can create the suggestion for yourself that it's going to be easy. Oh, oh, this isn't, this is not as hard as I thought it was going to be. That's not something that you generally go into this time. But, but think about it, Josepha, if you did this and accomplished it already, you would already know you can do it the next time, correct? And it would be easier. You would have a completely different set of circumstances in your head going into it. So, yeah. Why not put that set of circumstances in before you go in? So you, you already place yourself in a slightly different alignment. I'll, 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 I'll use examples from some of the weight loss because you can apply it, it a little bit the same. But um, let's say someone's having difficulty with keeping up with an exercise program. So we start mm -hmm. to unravel. When was the last time that you were on an exercise program and what stopped you at that time? 
So when it would be the same as, okay, when you were on a fast last time, Josepha, what was the set of circumstances that came up around the time frame that you went off your fast? You know, and you, I remember you saying you broke it a little bit earlier. What was the set of circumstances? That set of circumstances, and just like, uh, say, someone that I'm working with in class has a set of circumstances around exercising or even having achieved the goal at some time previous, previous and being at a heightened space, but what stopped it? So there are, uh, and let me give you, I'll give you an example. There was one woman whose um, mother was mentally ill. And when she went on a weight loss program, uh, she was at a heightened space doing very well. And someone said to her, oh, you look so much like your mother. Mm. That, that statement placed so much fear in her that she stopped her program right away and, and was never able to get back on a weight loss exercise program since that time. And wow. didn't realize that it, she didn't realize that that was what threw her off. But, but when, when something is such a deep suggestion, and of course, then we unraveled it past that. So going into your circumstances, I would go to taking you, first of all, to when was the last time you were at a heightened space that you potentially were eating very healthy or that you were at a discipline level to be adhering to um, a type of program like this that you possibly can go back to to connect to and that would be like going back to a coherent state where that discipline in you was very strong mm. so that 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 works as one set so again so in two places we're going to work with what were some memories that you have that you may be limiting going into this with that we want to erase before you go in can we go, can we find before you go in a coherent space that was, is connected to a time frame when you were feeling very disciplined and strong because you have that, that active in your life? Mm, yeah, yeah. So someone like Dan Winter talks about, we can time travel back to a coherent state. And that's mm. what we do with, that's what I do in my work. I bring, try to bring people back to a coherent state so that you can reactivate that in yourself. I love that. And I love that you just said time traveling because as you were explaining it, I was just visualizing, yeah, essentially choosing different spots in your timeline that you want to resonate with and using that as something to kind of pull you towards in terms of an energetic match. So yes. you know, whether behavior, whether it's being what you were attracting at that point, the vibration that you were holding. And yeah. So I really love that. Um, yes. And it makes total sense too. It's very simple. Um, when we Very simple. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, we do get distorted with all the different things we hear and some things in medicine and health. So it's like, it's simple at the end of the day. We just need to have that right practice and the right kind of guidance. Um, yes. Well, that's really exciting, Cindy. Like, uh, I guess, would you be able to go into more about some of the workshops that you're offering for anybody that's listening um, that may be interested in checking out some of your work as well? Okay. Uh, at the moment, um, first of all, in my history, I have lectured um, in libraries from all the way. I live in um, near Chicago, Illinois, um, south of Chicago, Illinois. So I've lectured in libraries all the way up north, all the way south of me. Um, 
and have taught workshops in dream analysis, numerology, emotional freedom technique for pain relief, anxiety and stress, or weight loss, um, oh. Reiki levels one all the way up through Reiki Master Teacher, and also developed a reflections of self class. So another part of the big part of work I do is I also teach people to read the reflections around them because their story is written everywhere around them. Their current mm. story is written all over around them. So that's, you know, the, the beautiful part of it. Um, you can read the reality. So I teach people to read that. What are people's favorite books at the time? Um, stories they relate to. Uh, environments, what type of house do they like to live in? That's all part of the stories in, that they are working with. Yeah. So, um, and at the moment, um, I had kind of just pulled in for a little while, uh, stopped teaching outside as much. I still hold um, uh, occasional classes in my home location, um, but I can teach all of those subjects online uh, mm -hmm. for either groups of people or um, working one-on-one -on -one with someone, so I can be reached for that. I still am teaching out um, two park districts here in this area, and only because I, they're down to two, because I had pulled back in for a while uh, as I was shifting from one company name to another and sort of reformulating my work. So yeah. um, I too, you know, like you about a year and a half ago, well, maybe three years ago, a little more now, went to vegetarian and then went vegan. And I'm still working through becoming a better alkaline vegan practitioner. Um, did that wonderful um, detox with Joey Lester. Was one of the best things that ever happened for me. He delivered super, super good information for me. Um, mm. and that, that put me in resonance with even me being able to uh, help my clients, you know, out more with um, diet suggestions, you know, light diet suggestions, because I try not to overstep my boundaries where I'm not more of a specialist. So I can teach, you know, all of those classes that I mentioned there, one-on-one uh, -on -one with people, um, you know, there could be, you know, five people in the room and we can do um, better prices for everyone with that. Uh, I generally can teach a four-week course with someone meeting once a week for emotional freedom technique, which I really like, um, working with either the anxiety and stress or the um, uh, workshop for weight loss or even pain relief, um, which wouldn't be, and there's a little bit more emphasis on, um, in a class structure like that on a little bit more paperwork, but I can also be delivering that paperwork to people um, if needed during sessions with me. So um, I start off usually with uh, my C technique in a one first session that's between two and three hours. It usually lasts about three. And then I am um, do a numerology reading for them, which also they receive a 40-page numerology report and then that color um, map chart that I gave you. And I yep. teach them how to correlate that and read it together and then um, they learn how to do the AFT and basically we start on those feeling centers, clearing their feeling centers, getting them back into the, their sense of what it feels like to be without those, um, that inner dialogue that's corrupted and um, what it feels like to be lighter. So, and I and, and actually additionally too in that first session, I usually do an inner child soul retrieval with them. So yeah. it's kind of a lot in the first one, but I have a way of working with it um, 
you know, I had a, a I had a trauma person who was traumatized for many many years in her life. Um, a um, first time client the other day, and um, her psychologist was hesitant to do. Um, I think it's EDMR or EMDR with her um, eye movement desensitization, etc. And I asked permission, you know, if I could do a very light, gentle EFT session with her. Um, and it was my first time with her, and um, it was remarkable. She left here with a smile on her face um, of hope, uh, of belief that she literally can come out of these this very heavy feelings and the multitude of physical ailments that it had come up. And um, hmm. so, yes, that's it. <laughs> but I, I did a very gentle, very gentle salt retrieval with her. And and see, when you're intense in the right place, and if um, my my intuition comes back to me and says the ping says yes, it can work right now, and they're open. Um, there's a way to do it. So I break the um, fear rules. If intuition says there's a space. Um, you know, generally in psychology, you're looking at years of psychology. I have all these, these uh, the, the number three comes around all the time for me. Someone, like I said, who worked for 30 years with someone accomplished more with me in um, three months of sessions. And someone will say, I, I've, um, I got more out of this three hour course than I did um, over the last three months of um, counseling. And of course, I am not negating counseling. They did better with me because of that. But yeah. being able to do it energetically with the energy in there is the icing on the cake. It's the beauty part. It's it's a for real space. That's that's so beautiful, Cindy. And I can definitely attest to def, uh, for for our first session. That was the most comprehensive session I had ever ever done with anybody at that point uh, you know you gave me such a wealth of information that being somebody that likes to have all that info just to kind of have something to digest and chew on like it was <laughs> it was beautiful so um, it was yummy <laughs> <laughs> it tasted yeah. good <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. nice. every session every conversation we've had the ones that we had when i came back from fiji and uh, you know when you were tapping into some of the different things that um you know, the different experiences that you were seeing for me and, you know, how I was relating to what I experienced. It was just, you know, so much of that has come to pass since we've spoken. You know, now I'm hearing you. Now we have the opportunity to, uh, you know, record some of the different services that you offer too. I'm so excited to be able to share um, this with, you know, anybody that comes across these recordings and, uh, you know, try to share, you know, your services, your gifts with other people. Because when you were explaining that story with that, um, that lady that was, you know, experiencing, uh, you know, that she had these massive healings. It just makes me happy to hear that, you know, people that are stuck in these spaces where they're suffering or they're feeling that they have to suffer, they then have, uh, you know, they have this knowing that there is this true, there is this opportunity to heal that is, that is there. So that's mm -hmm. what it's all about. I feel like to connect people with healers that want to do that, that are solely about that. And, that's so why I'm really grateful to have you in my life, Cindy. I really appreciate this. And this is beautiful to hear what you've done, how you're doing um, your healing now, and, uh, you know, your passion for it, because it's, it's so clear that you actually love what you're doing. And that's beautiful. 
but thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. And ditto. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It is a it's a blessing um, to have found the niche I belong in. And um, and then I get to help people find the niches they belong in. And so it continues. Yes, um, I, I, I'm seeing uh, so many awesome um, situations, events that are taking place in, in expansion for, um, I would say, youth in general. Um, I, I had just recently uh, friended a lot of people, and um, it, it happened, uh, well, just uh, two days ago. Um, so two days ago, I, or no, it was yesterday, yesterday earlier, and I, I got that, this creative urge, you know, okay, it's time, you know, expansiveness, let's go. And when I'm seeing in my feed now all of this positivity, because, of course, if they were all mutual friends, you know, sort of uh, coming off of, um, one group coming off of Seven Bomar and another group um, coming off of um, some people that I've worked with in uh, nutrition. And mm -hmm. the positivity in there, um, and to see so many minds who are expressing these concepts um, was awesome. So I uh, feel very blessed. I also had um, a wonderful opportunity that I was asked to um, be on a radio show in November. So um, I'll be announcing that on my post um, very, very shortly in my nice. timeline. And um, so, yes, lots of good things happening. And it's time for me. I, I had taken a hiatus. I had come back in to regroup, uh, to rethink how I wanted to present myself again. Um, as I was discussing with you, I do have some um, financial funding on its way, and I will be able to um, expand after kind of going in the cave of learning for a little while, relearning and unlearning some old stuff and upgrading everything. So um, you contacting me and inviting me um, into a project was beautiful and all part of this uh, new beginnings. So yesterday on, you know, 10-10-2017 in numerology was uh, 111 that it breaks yeah. down to, a, a three-day overall, um, but still each um, – Part in there was one new beginnings, and even today is actually one eleven one. So the eleven is also a two, but in as a master level energy, you can you keep it at its um, double digits with the eleven. So it's one 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 one. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. I love that. I love yes. that. <laughs> and um, for sure, and hearing about what you already do with your workshops, it's very exciting because. Um, like I had mentioned to you before, like I'm still putting together some kind of a program where we can um, collaborate with a whole bunch of amazing life coaches and mentors that can bring together a lot of things. But with what you already have, have happening, like this is exciting. I'm, you know, looking to see if we can, you know, even direct people towards you um, with what you're already doing, because it seems like you're already, you know, you've already got something into place with all of your experience. So, um, yeah, no, I'm just really excited for, I guess, the opportunity that we have to collaborate um, once I can definitely synthesize something a bit more and come come to you with a proposal. Um, but in the meantime, like I said, knowing that you already have your steps in place, it's really exciting to be able to refer people your way for sure. Okay, very good, yes. And, and um, we'll let it flow, yes. 
uh, um, I'm getting all the positive hits on it. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, so um, yeah, we'll just let it flow. I um, I will be expanding in my location here in Tinley Park, Illinois. Uh, once I redo uh, the company name and business cards, etc., I'm going to upgrade some some paperwork spaces in that. Um, and then uh, move forward here in the community to um, a more expansive space and um, go from there. And um, my intention is to uh, increase uh, my online work um, where I'm able to um, use Zoom as a venue for meeting with people and sharing screen even as we've done before with the numerology. So it's a wonderful way for me to connect all around the world and um and it's it's time so uh yeah we'll just we'll just let it flow awesome yeah that's really beautiful um and and i want to be able to assist with anything like that as well um for me my goal right now i uh, just to let you know too cindy i have um the recording just for one thing the other thing is still recording but um just for the um issue of size um but in, in terms of just the whole finance situation, I, I definitely know what you mean. I, I've got like all these ideas of how to expand, but it's just about putting in those little blocks so everything's going to be able to go grow faster. But I really feel like, um, you know, there's, there's so much that we're creating too. So it's going to take a little bit for it to catch up with us, but it's really exciting for what I feel like we can all create together and the change we can build too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you, you fit in. Um, I was really happy with your talk on the multi-orgasmic, you know, male, male's perspective. Um, very beautiful. Uh, it's not an area of um, expertise for me, obviously. And um, your communication level with, you know, audience target um, it's you you did an, a very high level work there so there there's a lot lot that you will continue in with that so i really appreciated it um i'm i because i have been in the field for 20 years already um you know bottom line is um i'm I'm going to be at this point particular with um, where I would refer people to, et cetera, and, um, and what connections I have. So there has to be um, a level that's going in a direction that, you know, as I put it, very high integrity, very mm -hmm. pure heart, um, and, and very much sincerity, you know, and commitment. And um, you have all of those very beautiful parts about you, and you bring them to the table. So um, I see, you know, a lot of good people around you already, you know, in groups that you've been with. So um, there's a lot to expand on. And meaning that, you know, when um, I'm, I've had enough experiences to see um, people operating that I may not completely agree with. I can understand the variances of experiences and the necessity to have variety, but there are levels where 
people have stepped into spaces and they haven't enough quite resolved a certain level to um, be in certain positions. So, um, and it's a, it's a delicate space. So hence, um, I am, um, I, I bring a lot of experience through those spaces to the table. So um, I like my associates to, to be right in there too, so. I appreciate that sentiment. Like I, I'm always, I always notice that I'm questioning myself. I'm like, okay, is there more that you can be doing for yourself? Because I do know there's a lot of work to still do on me, but I appreciate that, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's at least clear that I'm very mindful of the things that I still need to do for myself. And that that's still a process that's working on, but you know, I'm still trying to help and share what I have experienced, even though that, you know, there's still so much more to experience and, you know, again, that's why I'm so grateful to have people like yourself in my life because I do have so many amazing role models and guides and mentors and and people that are, you know, healers. So, you know, thank you so much, Cindy, for everything that, you know, I might have, I might be saying this too many times, but I am really grateful for <laughs> because even, you know, having this conversation again, I'm still feeling those rushes of energy that I felt the first time you spoke. <laughs> yes. So, Yay! This is, uh, you know, speaking to you is always a beautiful thing for me, for sure. Very good. <laughs> um, and, you know, if I can here, um, it's just about approaching 5.30 my time, and I'm going to be um, heading out around 6. And with that extra work I had to do earlier, um, I'm just going to use this uh, last half hour here before I have to leave to... Uh, review some paperwork before I get to class. All good. All um, good. So I'm well, um, I'll, I'll just also let you know that I'll upload everything onto SoundCloud and I will put everything onto the cloud too. So when I can, I will send you the links to everything. Um, so if you ever need any of these recordings for yourself, you know, I've, I've, I'll host it, but you know, you're welcome to, um, to use it and I can help you download it if you need to as well. Thank you, Josepha. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, it was an excellent communication and, um, I, yeah, I think it would be, I'm super excited that you did this for me and with me. Thank you. Uh, thank you. You as well. I'm really happy to share. So, uh, enjoy your next uh, 30 minutes and I will um, speak to you very soon. Beautiful. Okay. Namaste. And we will talk with you soon. Oh,